Hello, it's great to have you here for today's Talking Dogs episode. I'm Graham Hall. You might know me better as the dog father. I've been working with dogs known as alike for over a decade now. And more recently, I've been on TV's Dogs Behaving Very Badly, helping families there too. Well, now I'm adding yet another string to my bow with this podcast. Now, this is the place where I can listen to your problems, the things that you're struggling with with your dog, so that I can help with a bit of advice, as well as tell you the odd funny story on similar situations that I've found myself in over the years. Now today I'd like to talk to you about toilet training. It's a crucial stage of training that we all have to go through at some point. Now I got the hang of it years ago but it's not always quite so easy for little puppies to understand. Sometimes we accidentally confuse them. A little later I'll share with you why I think the time of year can have a big effect on how quickly your puppy learns. But for now, let's go through some of the basics. It's not every day I get to talk about wee and poo, and I'm glad I've had my breakfast, but I'm going to call it number one's wee and number two poo from here on, because I don't want to be saying it every time. Now, the theory behind toilet training really is pretty simple. Couldn't be simpler, right? There's places you want them to go and places you definitely don't want them to go. So we've got to mark those places as good and, in effect, bad. It's a question of how you do it, of course. Really, you want to be starting this in a purely positive way. So uh, they're out in the garden and given plenty of opportunity. Go outside, hang around with them. Let them do whatever they want to do, play and all the rest of it. But don't rev them up too much because then they'll forget to do what they're meant to be doing. When they calm down, a bit like humans when you think about it, is when you go, oh, actually, I need to go. As soon as they crouch down to go, that's when you want to overlay that with a little bit of praise from a distance. But make it really calm. So, oh, good boy, that's nice. Oh, good girl, you know. They then start to hear this, this soundtrack. It's like, oh, when I do this thing, you like it. That's great. Now, here's the thing. If you're too excited with it, they'll run across to you, right? So they're crouched down, or they've just started to crouch. You go, yay, woo, good girl, right? She runs across, stopping midstream, really, and then goes back in the house and does a bit in there later. So keep your praise nice and calm and time it so that you're praising them as they're doing it. One of the big mistakes that people make is... They wait until the dogs got back to them and then go, oh, it was a clever girl. That was really nice. It was like, well, what are you training there? Recall coming back to you or the moment when she did a number one or a number two over there, right? So inside the house, yeah, it's okay within reason. If you catch them in the moment they're doing it, to, to, to just mark that as unacceptable, you absolutely must not go over the top. We'll come back to that in a sec. But really all you need is like, uh, uh, no, and perhaps pick them up, they'll usually stop, and then take them outside, and then you're back to what I just said. Hang around, wait, and then praise them. We're creating a situation where we're saying, out here, good, in there, mm -mm, bad. One of the really important things is you need to give them the opportunity to go to the toilet in the right place. It sounds kind of obvious, I suppose, when you say it like that. But here's, here's how it works. If they wake up, they're likely to want to go to the toilet in the next few minutes. If they've just been fed, (laughs) what goes in must come out. They're likely to want to go to the toilet. And if they haven't been outside to the loo for uh, an hour and a half, let's say, I would say is a maximum, you need to get them out there. If you don't give them the opportunity to get it right, how's it going to happen? And when they do, always praise them.
I think when you get a puppy and you're doing silent training, one of the, <laughs> the biggest problems I come across is people's perception because it seems as though when you've got a puppy, everybody you know and everybody down the pub had a puppy that was trained in the very first week. They were perfect and you begin to think there's something wrong with yours. There almost certainly isn't anything wrong with yours. My experience is that typically probably four to five months of age is when they've sort of got it. If they've got it before that, Good luck to you. Great. Well done. You've got a lucky one. You'll often find that they'll get the, the hang of not pooing in different places that are wrong before the weeing thing. In other words, they'll still be weeing in the house, you know, long after they've, they've sorted out that number twos are in the garden or wherever. You know, the, the important thing is just to stick to your guns. Keep doing the right things. It will take as long as it takes, you know, with your puppy. Don't worry when other people are telling you, that, you know, theirs was trained from, from the breeder at eight weeks old. That may well be true, but it's not typical, trust me. I think there's a genetic element to this as well. Some lines uh, seem to just be really good at toilet training, almost out of the box, and others just absolutely aren't. Uh, a good friend of mine who trained German Shepherd dogs for years, he had lots and lots of German Shepherds. I asked him how his puppy was going. He said, I just, she's fine. She's really, really good. The training is going brilliantly brilliantly well he's a dog trainer he said but I, I just I just cannot get her to stop doing a number two in the back of the van she just does it as soon as she gets thin I've never had it I've tried everything I'm beginning to think I'm losing my touch as a trainer I saw him about a week later and asked him how the toilet training was going he said aha well I've just talked to somebody who had a puppy from the same litter and guess what exactly the same problem so I'm clearly not going around the twist it's just a genetic thing well, what should you not do with toilet training? Um, I think a lot of us know this by now, but I'm going to say it anyway. Don't do that thing of rubbing their nose in it you know, after the event. Well, don't do it anyway, even if you catch them at the time. It's way too much. After the event, they don't understand. So, you know, they did a number two in the night. You come downstairs. You're all annoyed with them. You, you rub their nose in it. They just think you've got this weird fetish with it, um, and they certainly don't understand that hours ago in the night, what they did was the wrong thing. The very first dog I ever got called to see as a professional was a German Shepherd dog, and the problem that they had was that he was he was sort of teenage age, so he was about eight months old, nine months old. Should have got it by by now. He was still doing he was still doing number two in the house, but he'd hide behind the sofa and he looked really sheepish so they never really caught him at it he'd just hide away disappear behind the sofa do one there and then come out again so what was happening with this lad was he'd started to get i'm gonna say ashamed and i'm i'm sort of humanizing a bit too much but you get it he's starting to get really anxious and fearful that if anybody saw him go to the toilet that bad things would happen and that's that's exactly the way it had gone so the more they did it and the more they told him off after the event the more he hid away and 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 he'd, he'd do a poo around the back of the sofa and the problem just got worse and worse and worse if you get that just ignore it it's happened it's too late now do a really good job of cleaning up because they actually often go back to the same spot again they're led by scent and just put it down to experience. Give them more opportunity to be out in the garden. Spend time with them in the garden and just hang around. It's going to happen sooner or later. You just need to give them a chance. Mm 
Many years ago, we all had newspapers kicking about in the house, and we used them to put down in the manner of, well, dare I say, puppy pads, um, so that dogs could wee on them and that kind of thing. And then we all got rid of the real newspapers, and we bought tablets and read the news on our phones. And some bright spark came up with the idea of puppy pads, and made no doubt a fortune. Um, I think there is a place for them, and I'll come on to it, um, but mainly I don't use them, and here's why. If you're training the dog to go on a puppy pad in your kitchen, you're training the dog to go in your kitchen, aren't you? That's not really what you want to be doing. The idea is to move the puppy pad out of the door and into the garden, but you're actually just putting an extra stage into the training. I think it's a lot easier to simply mark outsiders as good, particularly, and to some extent, careful how you do it, mark inside as bad. I don't think you need the pads in most cases. I've been to houses where you could play hopscotch on the puppy pads all around the ground floor, and it, really it was just confusing the puppy. It's like, oh, kitchen is a toilet, right? Sitting room, toilet. Living room, dining room, toilet. Garden, toilet. Doesn't really help, does it? So I'm convinced that they do more harm than good, mostly. But there are exceptions. They're really good in crates. If you're using a crate for a puppy, um, if there's one end of the crate where you, you, you know, they've not got to that stage where they can physically hold it overnight, actually they are designed to absorb it. So why not put one in there? I certainly would. Um, and I do use them if I'm working, let's say, uh, in a flat somewhere uh, where you, you just can't open the door and let them out into a garden. So then you do make that transition between the pads at the front door. The puppy knows, ah, I've got to get to the front door to go, got to get there to go. And then the, the pad goes outside. So they start creating this drive to, I've got to get to the outside world to go to the toilet. And then they start to send you a signal. So your puppy knows to go to the toilet outside. Great. What happens next? Now, that's exactly what Rebecca's been wondering. Hi, Graham. I had a question about toilet training. Um, I have a 16-week-old cockapoo puppy, Bo, and she's been doing really well with toilet training. Um, slow to start, but now she's really getting the hang of it. My question is, how do we make that transition for her to be able to start to ask to go out so at the moment either I'm sort of guessing that she probably needs to go and so I take her outside um, and really try and encourage her to go which sometimes takes a while but we sort of get there in the end or actually she started to take herself out now which is really helpful um, particularly if I'm working from home and I'm in a meeting and I'm not able to take her out although of course I do miss making that positive reinforcement when she does it I'm catching most of them um, my question is really about when are coming and having to keep the back door shut rather than open how can she tell me and how can I teach her to tell me that she needs to go well great there's some great questions there um, and uh, you, you make a couple of good points about missing moments to, to reinforce the good behavior as well so first things first Bo is a cockapoo. She's 16 weeks old. Let's call that four months. And earlier in the podcast, I said it's often about four months when they've pretty much got it. So that, that kind of makes sense to me. And slow to start. So I think there's a lesson there. You know, if your puppy's not got it immediately, you will get there. It's very rare for me to see a dog, let's say, a year old that that's actually just not, not got toilet training if they've, they've been with people in a house all that time. By the way, if you've got to that stage, I mean, ask the vet to check them out there could be a, a problem there but the question really Rebecca is how do you make that transition from the dog sort of taking herself out she's got it she understands where the outside world is where the, where the toilet is outside to 
uh, asking you, please may I go, and sending you a signal? The answer's dead simple. Um, there's nothing you need to do. She'll actually find her own way of, of telling you. What will happen is as you start to close the door, she'll send you uh, a signal, right? So she'll uh, she'll do one of a few things. She she might come and look at you. So one of my dogs, he used to, Gordon, he used to come and, and sit down and he'd just look at me like he was hypnotising me. Um, you look at the eyes, don't look around the eyes. Like, oh, all right, you want to go to the toilet, yeah. So I'd stand up and he'd go, come on then, off he'd go. The, the other dog would just sit silently at the back door uh, and if I ignored it for long enough, he'd tap the back door. Some dogs will, will bark, some will circle. So there's no way of knowing what your dog's sign will be, but they'll find it for themselves. And all you've got to do is pay attention to your dog and what they're doing. So sounds like you're working from home, so you're on video calls and that kind of thing. Um, wait until you've got a bit of time so you can pay attention and then close the door. It's winter coming, as you say. You're not going to have that door open very much longer at all. Close the door and watch your dog. See what she does. If Bo circles round or she looks at you or she taps the door, there's your sign. You know how to do it. There are all sorts of kind of convoluted methods that I see of people trying to train dogs to, to, for example, ring a little jingly bell that dangles off the, the back door. And, that. And, I, and I just think it's cute. It's nice. It's clever. But it's probably more clever than you need. I just think it's more complicated than is necessary. And sometimes with things like that, there's a knock-on effect. Your dog starts to just jingle a bell just for attention. Um, so you can be shooting yourself in the foot. So actually, the answer to the question is dead simple. Do nothing. <laughs> Close the door and keep a really good eye on your dog. Now, here's the thing that I think is really interesting. Uh, Bo's clearly been a puppy through the summer months. And, you know, we're into autumn now. And I think there's quite a difference between puppies in summer and puppies in winter. I noticed years ago, and it took a few years, a few seasons to go around before I began to see a pattern, that dogs that grew up during the summer, when the back door was open, this only really applies to people in houses rather than flats, they're in and out, as Bo is, and she can take herself out to the toilet, come back in. And you do miss the opportunity to put those signals in. As, as Rebecca, as you said, she goes outside, she goes to the toilet. Nobody was there to say, oh, good girl, this is a good place. Later on, if you're unlucky, she pops back in the house, does a number two on the on the rug in front of the fire. <laughs> Nobody was there to say, uh, uh, no, come on, let's go outside. So she's like, well, I'll go inside, it's a toilet. I'll go outside, it's a toilet. It's fine. It can take longer to train dogs to do toilet training in the summer for that reason. However, in the winter, and I think you can see where this is going, in the winter the door's closed, you have to make a point of taking the puppy outside, close the door behind you, hang around with your, with your arms crossed, don't you? Going, oh, for goodness sake, will you hurry up? And then, of course, when they do, what do you do? Oh, good girl, thank goodness for that. Great, come on, let's get back inside. And because you're inside with the dog, often sat watching the telly and what have you, the dog's there in front of you. So if they show you the signs, you take them out, or if they do have an accident fine you know let's not do that so it's really interesting isn't it wintertime puppies summertime puppies it can really affect how long it takes to train toilet so we had another quick question coming from from anna in london who asked um, will dogs behave the same way when they want to go out at somebody else's house great question um generally speaking yes but that's not a guarantee dogs do a funny thing which is that they're not very good at generalizing generalizing means taking a bit of training that they learned in one place and generalizing it you know extending that to another place so you might be lucky and you know your dog might 
uh, you know, signal in the same way as your house, but maybe, maybe not. Keep an eye on them. Once they've done it and been rewarded for it in two or three different places, you can go to any number of friends' houses and the dog will do the same thing each time. So again, it's be attentive to what your dog's doing. But yeah, great question. Thanks for sending it in. Well, what a pleasure it's been having you with me today. I hope you've either got some, some things to practice right away with your puppies or that you're already feeling more confident for when you bring your new one home. Now, perhaps you know somebody with a puppy who might benefit from some of this info. You could tell them yourself, or better still, you might want to point them in the direction of this podcast. I really want to hear how your dog's getting on. If there are any particular issues you're worried about, uh, or you're just a bit frustrated by something, let me draw on all of my experience for you. Do send me an email. Do a voice note if you know how to do it. That's really helpful to me. And send it to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com. And I'll do my very best to answer your question on the podcast. I'd love it if you could rate, review or subscribe to Talking Dogs so we can reconvene very soon. But in the meantime, look after yourself, your loved ones and of course, your dogs. Bye for now.